Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the gorgeous Tonya Vetter. We're talking about finding your why. We talk about why you don't need to have all the answers and we also talk about the importance of good mentors. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Tonya. Hi, Emma. How are you? I am so I'm so excited to talk to you. I really am. Um, thank you so much for saying yes to me. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, um, I feel I'm always so so grateful for people who respond to this random woman who just emails them. Um, but I, I I loved. I was just saying to you before we started. I just love your energy around the work, and I, I really wanted more people to know about what you're doing so um thank you for thank you for saying yes and coming here thanks for inviting me um when we got the email I was like sure sign me up let's talk about it love it love it love it love it um so we're gonna get we're gonna get into some juicy stuff in a minute um we're gonna get into some juicy stuff straight away actually um (laughs) we always start with um people telling us a little bit about their story so can you tell us about your story into the PhD through the PhD and out the other side please yeah so you know when I pursued my uh my doctorate I actually did it just as a natural step because I was already in education and um I just thought to myself I didn't you, you know it wasn't like this deep uh, romantic, you know, <laughs> idea. I just thought about it as the next logical step. I think for me, the twist and the turns and the transformation happened once I was in the doctoral program. Right. And right. that is when I really started to think about who I wanted to help and who I wanted to serve. I had been in education for about 16 years. I taught fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, and so it just made sense to go to, I mean, I was, I had my master's, so why not go in and conquer the greatest one of all? Um, but then when I got in the program, I really started to think about the teachers that were already stressed out. And I knew I wanted to focus on mindfulness and teacher stressed because I knew what it had done to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what I did was I actually quit my full-time job at the time. And all nice. I did was focus on my, my doctorate which is a luxury that many don't get to do. And that's when I saw in true form, uh, working as the graduate fellow, getting paid pennies, I got to see what my colleagues and peers were going through in the system of education. Mm. And it's it's interesting because I literally took the job I had Um, as a graduate fellow um, and began to have compassion for students working on their PhDs because working in the lab, I heard the stories. I would hear them on their phones, talking to their wives, their husbands, uh, the, you know, they were principals and the stress and I would see meltdowns. So, but I didn't have that when I was in my program because I was not working full time. 
Right. That's right. that's a privilege. That's actually privilege. Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually privilege. So if people, you know, put just a race on privilege, I argue back because I've I've lived it. Mm. It you see, so that I that was privilege in, in those situations, that was a privilege. And so it was something I I started to accept as an idea that, that God wanted for me to have as serving others. And I did it under mindfulness and stress as my focus for the PhD program. And that's what I focused on. What I didn't like was the quality of support we experienced as students working on our PhD. Mm. And that was the other layer of when I was going through it, I was blessed with a great chair, but she was also my supervisor at the college. My colleagues and peers, they didn't have that. You know, um, they don't make chairs that hold your hand anymore and mm-hmm. really walk you through it. Mm-hmm. They rarely make those these days mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because, you know, the colleges now are pretty much like Burger King and McDonald's. You're getting the draft, the drive through version. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you get the drive through version. Right. So I just literally kept a list of everything that I got from nice, Dr. Reed. Right, right. And the need I saw. So I literally, I, 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 I see, I, my experience was different, but what I witnessed was not. Mm. And, and when I graduated, I decided this is what I want to do. Um, but as a student, my why changed several times when I was in the program. I wanted to quit, you know, because they got to a point when I was like, I don't need this. I think everybody goes through that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? What you're am like, I doing here? Yeah. You're like, I don't need this. And one of my other mentors, because I, I keep mentors. I have mentors for, I had a mindfulness mentor. And I think doctoral students have to have that if you want to do beyond well Mm, mm, and then I mm. have my my dissertation mentor Mm. but my mindfulness mentor said no you need this you need this to have a seat at the table Mm. and it got me back Mm. in line yeah and just yeah and what's that person's name so I love to give these people a shout out here in terms of kind of recognizing the importance of those people that will go do you know what actually I think this is important for you or you know I think that that, that's such a gift such a gift and as you say to have that support in place that those people are really really important you cannot do a PhD on your own you can't yeah yeah and I think that was the other reason why in many ways, I did fare differently because I had the mentor and I was in a face-to-face program. So I wasn't in an online program. Mm. Um, however, when, when I graduated, I worked for both. So um, as a company, I'm able to understand the challenges of both. And the, the stuff I see is just like, it's like, I, I can't believe it because the price is still the same. It's like, you know, but the quality of experience as a, there's so much when you learn in the program, um, there's there's something to the experience. There are questions, you get more from the questions you ask. Mm-hmm. 
And so mm-hmm. if you're not able to have those conversations, then it's a disservice. And I was able to have those conversations with my cohort. That was essential. Mm. You know, Mm. that was essential in my experience. So I think things like that really developed me quickly as a student. Mm. Well, well, I think that you were looking, I think that sense of, of, to honour you looking out and recognising that those kind of conversations were important, recognising that this, there's, a, there's a sense of the quality of the experience that you have as well. Um, yeah. And and yes, not all PhDs are equal in terms of the, the quality mm. of experience that you have. Um, so you went through this journey and you decided that actually what you want to do is to, to help other people go on that journey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's what you do now. I love it. And we'll have your, have your details of, um, in the show notes in terms of finding, finding out about the work that you do with people. Um, but I always ask before we, before we do the recording in terms of what people would like to talk about. And you suggested a brilliant topic, very close to my heart, um, in terms of your why and thinking about your why. So tell us a bit about the why um, and, and why see what I did there, it is important to um, the journey, the PhD journey. Yeah, so one of the things I noticed when I was in my program um, is that when the first day, you know, you're that beautiful first week of school when everyone has to introduce themselves and tell why they are in the program. Um, And even when I work with clients, that's one of the questions I ask. I noticed really quickly that the whys was for a reason that was from the outside. Mm-hmm. And so pursuing your PhD from the inside simply means that we pursue our PhDs or our doctorates from a place of wholeness and healed. Wholeness and being healed. What that means is instead of us saying, well, you know, I had a teacher that never believed in me or I, I have a boss that told me I would never do it. Instead of that, we're talking about I want to do this because I care so much about blank, blank, blank. And that's different. That. Yeah. That's different. That's a, that's from a different space. And I kept hearing, you know, stories about, well, I was abandoned and wanting to prove worth. Mm as opposed to, that's from an outside. Mm -hmm. You would have to literally stay angry at a person to to stay motivated. However, if you think about who you want to serve and what you care about so much, because it brings you so much joy, that is from a different place. That's from a place of wholeness and being healed. I love it. I love it. I think this sense of external referencing and internal referencing is so important. Mm-hmm. in the PhD mm-hmm. because as you say there's a there's a completely different energy to it and mm-hmm. um, it is countercultural, of course because we're is. encouraged to externally reference um, and people are not always going to be that happy if we start to internally reference but it's it's such a game changer such it a is. game changer um mm-hmm. so how 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 do people go through that process? Because as I say, it is countercultural. It isn't necessarily where you're going to go to first. 
Yeah. Hey, you know what? Honestly, it's not a, it's the, they, of course, now I'm going to be honest, my clients, they want to throw a shoe at me, but the truth yes. is this, the, but, but, but here's the thing. The truth is this, you got to let the stories go because if they're not serving you at some point, you got to let them go. You cannot hold on the past and future at the same time. <laughs> like you, the bottom line is, yeah, you've got to be willing to let it go to be of service to others. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Like you, it's, it's, yeah, you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And I, I that that's where I meet them. Well, let's make a decision, right? Um, and it's, it's, yeah, let's make a decision. Like you, you have everything you need to lead in excellence with this degree and to get through the program in excellence. That's the thing, become advocates for themselves. It takes work though. And they have, you know, I think it's important to be, um, to, to really focus on who we want to serve. You know, I think the degree it, it, it is just an extension of the work we are. It's not who we are. It's just an extension of the work we do. Mm-hmm. It's not the sum total. For me, working with African-Americans, this is especially important. Mm-hmm. Especially important that I let them know, let's talk about this. You, you are more than a race. You are more than this degree, Right. This is just a part of the puzzle. This is not the whole puzzle. Mm. Mm. Leave then, that space. I love it. And to be, and as you say, that sense of groundedness. Yeah. And yeah. the sense of who you are and the bigger picture of who you yeah. are and your values and what's important to you and what sort of research you want to be and what sort of research you want to produce and why that is important. It's, these, are, these are fantastic learnings that come out of the PhD so that you then go into your life after that, isn't it, with this knowledge and a sense of who you are and what you're about. Well, Emma, you know, look at this. I've had to say, I've had people who are afraid to go to the dean when they were not getting what they paid for in their program. Mm, mm. We're talking about people who are running not only schools, but these people are running cities of programs. But they did not have the courage Mm. because they are so afraid. Mm. 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 You know, and so, you know, that's why I say pursue it from the inside. Yes. Well, it's that, it's that external referencing, isn't it? Is it because if you're going to wait until that other person says it's okay or that other person mm-hmm. does it, mm-hmm. then you're mm-hmm. then you you will you will not feeling encouraged to take the action. Whereas if it's well, how does this feel to me? That's not and not from a place. Neither of you know you're so sorry. You have such a lovely energy. It's not about being aggressive or arrogant, but I think it is about. It is just like you're saying about coming back to this internal referencing. Does this feel off to me, even though someone else is telling me it's okay? It feels off to me. So what information is that giving and and how do I then go? And and yeah, and overcoming this fear. There is there is a lot of fear and shame that goes on in academia. Um I was just reading, oh. I've just reading Brene Brown again and um this sense of shame. And oh, yeah. um 
Shame is big, especially in the um, educators uh, circle. So I work with educators. And when I was in my program, of course, it was in a room full of educators. And it was interesting because we slow down our own progress when we don't say what we don't know and we don't ask questions. And it's um, it's just interesting to watch educators because the world told us that we we should know everything. Um, mm-hmm. And what we, we no longer long to be curious at all, at all, at all, because we're afraid that someone's going to shame us because we don't know the answer. But to me, the graduate program, the PhD program and the doctoral programs are more about unlearning and asking questions. <laughs> yes, and how good and how gorgeous is that as a space? What a gift is that to give to yourself? Yeah. And what a burden to have to kind of go, I have got to know all the answers. My goodness. Yeah. That, I mean, blimey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's a really difficult place to be. But so many PhD researchers feel that. If I don't know the answer, there's something wrong. Rather than, you know, this whole growth mindset thing, isn't it? Of like, not yet. I don't know it yet. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I just love the way that you work with people in just encouraging them, literally encouraging them to step out and um, trust themselves, trust yeah. themselves in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything we have, um to perform the task we need to, to to do to perform is is within us but the thing I remember most is and I say this a lot is don't miss the journey like don't miss the experiences yes yes, yes because yes. that's the that's the yummy stuff yes yes absolutely and it's such a it's such a, a journey that is full of potential yeah. full of potential you're going to discover so much um I love it and and this this yeah this sense of a, a learn being a learner as a as a gift as a treat it's <laughs> a treat it really to yourself is. as a treat to yourself rather than rather than seeing it as well I, I think the difficulty is isn't it that academia can really infantilize people and really take away their own sense of, you know, their own power. Like you say, there's people coming there who are doing amazing work. They have incredible careers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. they feel like they don't know anything. And now oh, they, they feel, and, and that, I mean, it basically isn't true. It's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I tell them because um, we have, um, I have one-on-ones with my clients and then most of them are principals are even um, one, even one of them is a vice president of a college. But it's so interesting because they, they say, oh, Dr. Vetter, I, I don't know APA. And I'm, I was like, no one writes like that in real life. Like, relax. Like, it's OK, you know, and it's it's the shame factor. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you just got a great opportunity to learn something new, mm-hmm. period. Like, you, it's, it's not accepted like that. And so I try to just. I want to push them to think differently. And, and that's the thing. Believe it or not, in America, educations and educators are more encouraged to fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, so this group thinking. Um, but when you want to offer a service that is changing the world and, and changing lives, you can't think like everyone else. I mean, what is the point? Mm. <laughs> you're not going to get different results like that yeah 
Yeah. So that takes courage. That takes courage. Yeah. Well, and, and and this sense of you know PhD researchers are the people who are truly at the cutting edge, mm-hmm. truly taking research forward, truly. Um, you know, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And that sense of that, again, like you say, that takes real courage to yeah. do that work. Um, yeah. and, and social media doesn't help now because if you don't think like everyone else, they eat you alive. So I watch my clients and they're like, I can't, you know. I, so what ends up happening is in the PhD programs and doctoral programs, and even when I was um, in my program, you know, we started seeing watered down research, mm. you know, um, and I just encourage people to write useful, helpful studies because, you know, people will depend on it. Somebody will go back and say, you know, refer back to your work and what will they say about it? Mm. Mm. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? It's like it is, it is, a, it is a gift. And like you say, it is a service. Doing this work is a service. Mm-hmm. And the people who cite you, well, I always see, I always, with my undergraduates, and I truly believe with my undergraduates, I always used to say, you know, researchers, they're love letters. People are telling you about things that they love. Um, and so I think that this, this PhD journey, you're sharing your passion, and that's a gorgeous thing to do. But that's a vulnerable thing to do as well. It <laughs> Just really is. Your passion. It is. But I always say the one who has the pen is the one who's writing the story. I like that very much. I it's like that true. very much. It's true. And so if we don't like the story, we can change the story. Mm. Mm. And I tell, you know, my clients are, we can write a different story. How long are we going to call our children disadvantaged? Stop calling right. them that. Right. Let's change the story. I love it so much. So just recognizing the power we have within, and they're like, oh, you're right. I do have the, yeah, you're right in this dissertation. <laughs> Mm. yeah you you have the you have the pen so you have you have the power right now use it well brilliant Brilliant. um there's so much more I would love to ask about your your work and your processes Uh um because you do you call things out and I love it um oh thank you uh but I am aware of time but I always oh. ask people at the at the end to to give us a, a top tip or a or a takeaway. So we've thought about owning your why and thinking about really what's important to you and your values mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. Have you got any thoughts to thoughts that people can take away? Action steps, top tips. Yeah. So the process of getting a PhD and doctorate, it is going to be challenging. Um, You'll have bumps along the way. Don't take them personally. Um, Think about what you want to offer and who you want to serve as much as possible along the way. This will make every step worth it. Every time. Put a face 
with every single step and you'll get through it. Thanks for the first time. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's like writing your um, writing, writing your acknowledgements first, isn't it? Yeah, is, it really who is. This is for? Who yeah, this is for? absolutely. Absolutely. Sonia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the work that you do um, and for the way that you, yeah, that you, you serve the people that you are working with. Um, and thank you all for listening. Thank you for inviting me, Emma. This has been a pleasure.